0: Miles, Miles, you are creative and man, I'm gonna botch your title here. <laughs> All good, no. Creative, creative and, and production, production director. director. That's Holy what I'm smokes. gonna say. Cause Jake I'm gonna botch my own title, <laughs> online and connections pastor. So, yeah, no, it's good. Um, yeah, well, we are finishing up, we just finished. Okay, this six week dive into Habakkuk. It's crazy. Minor profit. Yeah. It's really good, but it is a lot, I think, because yeah. it's a minor prophet. Most of mm-hmm. us probably haven't spent a lot of time here. Sure. Um, but I think a lot of what we've unpacked in this is probably things that um, we've either run into or maybe ask questions without even knowing it. Of right. Dealing with all yeah. the sense of, of suffering as holiness and injustice and, and just really even un- understanding like what is a prophet and right. what's an oracle and like unpacking all of these things. Yeah. And, um, Right, it's, I love this, the the beauty, but the challenge as Habakkuk concludes here in For chapter sure. three. Um, if we just read that and let's just un- unpack this. I think a lot of us probably sit in this spot of like, how do I hold the reality of our broken world and maybe the pain and suffering that we've mm-hmm. experienced with? a God who is good and who mm-hmm. is God no matter what. Yeah. And that's what kind of the truth we've been chewing on for, right. for six weeks now. And so yeah, I'll start here in verse 17 and just these three verses and um, okay, let's just press into this. And sure. so, right, this is Habakkuk here, just rejoicing in the Lord. And he says, "'Though the fig tree should not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines. The produce of the olive fail and the fields yield no food. The flock be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls.
1: Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will take joy in the God of my salvation. God the Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the deer's. He makes me tread on my high places. To the choir master with stringed instruments. Hmm.
0: So when you look at this, and maybe even right, this reality of like, Habakkuk is painting this bleak picture, mm-hmm. right? But then he's rejoicing in God, and so right, he's he's confident in who God is, and so how have you seen even in in your life, like why why having confidence in God is extremely important and beneficial in in dark times?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think one of the curious things, and I, I feel like Matt, you would probably. Agree, especially with. I've, I've, you know, come into the office. I need, I, I'm walking around trying to find you. I find you, but you're in your offer, office counseling with people and talking through people's experiences and things they have going on. I think one of the interesting things about working for a church is we really need to have a strong answer to this question. Yeah. Like it'd be a real bummer to, to work at a church or be a part of the movement and ministry of what God is doing in the now and not know how to answer how we can be confident in God in dark times. Right. And so I would say that like, maybe like when you look at how Habakkuk is concluding this, especially with how he's saying, um, almost in like this similar to Psalmsy kind of closure of how he views God and how he will rejoice uh, at the deliverance that God brings him through. I think we have uh, a much more robust way (laughs) to have confidence in God because of the fact that at our point in life, uh, Jesus came and died on the cross and gave us grace Mm -hmm. we didn't deserve. So – not that this means to be a cop in any way, but why can we have confidence in God in darker times? Is because, if anything, the Bible tells us that suffering, dark times, and those things are guaranteed, unfortunately. Yeah. But yeah. the thing that we also know that is guaranteed is that Jesus provides hope, restoration, and that there is something beyond the suffering that we have in the present. That we're moving towards. And again, that's not meant to like cop out the fact that times are not always easy to live through. Like they are real and legitimate. Um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, Christy Stevens, our women direct, women's ministry director mm-hmm. and I, we talked through how the church often has this habit of kind of like glossing over mm-hmm. suffering and making yeah. it, it's just like, it'll be okay. It'll yeah. be all good. Yeah. you know? But the reality is, is that if we don't give people enough time to acknowledge the suffering, the pain, yeah. it, and and truthfully um, have kind of a, you know, iron in the fire of those painful moments to be able to see God in a right way, hmm. uh, we do people a disservice by not acknowledging suffering appropriately. Yeah. But the caveat to that, though, is still that even different and almost more beneficial, like we're in a great position and um, in time in that. Unlike Habakkuk, where it's just exclusively the God of my fathers, the God yeah. of this land, it is not only that, but it is also we have Jesus. And that's a crazy thing to kind of acknowledge. So, w- but what about you, I guess, after, yeah. after everything I said, especially with like working in a ministry context, yeah. how would you respond to that?
0: Well, and I think that I think that's where we do have to sit of the right. That's such a good word of I think we want to believe the lie. Um, right like people talk about like put on your your church clothes put on yeah. your church mask yeah. and i think like man that's such a dangerous lie that specifically i think the american church has has believed of like jesus equals um right no like no suffering or no yeah. hardship right. instead of like no like jesus himself from his mouth says right in this world you will have trouble but mm-hmm. take heart i have overcome the world yeah and so i think there's beauty in, in us being willing to, right? Like Habakkuk here saying, okay, even if all these awful things, right? And so we don't, I don't have a fig tree, right? I don't (laughs) have fruit on the vines, but it's a good sense of like, okay, in this, uh, right? In an agricultural sense where like, that was their source of provision. And so like, they needed that, right? Their jobs, all those things so like to equate it to this. Okay, so if I don't have, if I don't have a job, if I don't have a way to put food on the table, Uh right? Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. Like that's right? in, in that's essence, there are all these saying, right? all these things that are impact there. And so to help us understand, is it's like, yeah, okay, I can rejoice in God <laughs> if I don't have like yeah. no. And so it's that, okay, coming to that point of saying that. And I think that kind of goes with the the reality of um as God has brought us through, right? And and you've pressed into this, even like with our with our staff of us recognizing like as we push for like generations investing. Cause I think there's something about as God has been faithful to this generation and and so often it's, he uses others, mm-hmm. right? To help guide them and, and raise sure, them right. up and for us to push through. And so I think that's a way that we can um, be champions of who God is in other's life, because we we say, here's how he has proven himself faithful. Not that somehow it's like, God has to prove himself to us, yeah, right? but that we can worship and say, no, he is good. Mm-hmm. right he is faithful and and that there's opportunity to step into others mess because right that's in essence the gospel is that we were dead in our sin yeah we were completely and utterly unable to save ourselves and Jesus right came and he put on flesh and he died on the cross bearing right the wrath and the sin that we deserve and that he made a way through his death and resurrection and that in the midst of others suffering and brokenness that we can step in in the church where we're willing to to talk about the the hard realities of the world and step in and and run towards right those in our church that man they just lost their job yeah um and that this balance of like we can just sit with that and say right not this, oh, God's good, everything will be okay, right, that but band-aid like that on a bullet
1: wound scenario. we can right?
0: we can sit and like weep with and say yeah. that God's okay, yeah. and like, you know, lament with and step into those spaces and um right, And so pressing into that and sharing, here's how the Lord has been my strength. I think that's why I write stories so important instead of just, yeah. let's just sing these these disconnected songs, but like, let's sing and worship, and then yeah. let's learn to share a story in a way where I'm not the hero. Yeah, right, but Jesus, Jesus is, is, and here's right. here's the truth of who He is, of what He's done, and why He gets all the glory.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. So, like, kind of like tagging back, there's a few things that I'd, I'd love to like break down of what you said, but the most kind of first launching point. So, you talked about like the relationship of one like suffering, mm-hmm. confidence in God, but you started talking about like championing the who God is yeah. and His goodness, and so I guess it's it's almost like okay, how do we take the obvious, which is God is worth trusting in, yeah. in the and the less fortunate times, and we know that it's going to happen that way. But we have Jesus. Those are, those are the obvious things. But then the next step is, what do we do as individuals to champion the goodness of God and what we know about Him when we yeah. are suffering? In other words, to say it's just like how would you encourage someone that's going through a tough time to use that tough time as a moment of testimony, as a moment of faith and almost what was, what the enemy meant for evil, God meant for good kind of scenario. Um, how do you, how would you encourage someone to take a moment and almost twist it into something that can be God honoring? Yeah.
0: And so I think all this goes back to like, I think that the danger so often for American Christians Hmm. is we are very reactive in engaging with things of the faith (laughs) instead of being proactive, right? The reason that I get into community isn't because everything's already falling apart. It's because I need to be proactive to say, right? I need, right? Say, right, Jesus, solid ground, right? Firm foundation. And then these things built on If I wait to to build the house, right, or to right to fix the roof, or right or to put on the new door until the storm is coming, it's too late. Too late, yeah. But yeah, what we know is that the storm is going to be coming, right? And there's there's going to be another storm, right? And that shouldn't scare us, but it should say, um, right? How can we begin to posture ourselves in a way that's proactive? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and how that can tangibly look is okay. What what happens outside of sunday and so things yeah. like you know we have we have scripture written on our house um and that may seem like weird for some and it's not just like these these cheesy cute like things that we found in the TJ Maxx like discount <laughs> bin but like right Jean like my like she just like hand wrote a lot of these and these are like right scripture or like some worship songs that like have yeah um right reminded us of, of who god is in those moments that when storms coming that when we're having a, a really bad day, a sure. really bad week, right? It's constantly there in front of us yeah. that like we can't escape it. Um, setting those rhythms of we're gonna pray with our kids and they don't always like it or don't want to. And like we ask them, like, you know, do you wanna pray? And they can say no, and that's fine because they're like like five. Sure, and so, pray. right. Um, but I think it is that sense of being proactive. Um so that you can have that confidence because yeah. that's that's where like confidence is built, right? Like like riding a bike. And I think what's hard is um, why I think sometimes it's so frustrating maybe for for someone who's like grown up in the church, but just on on Sundays, it's like, man, you can't learn to ride a bike in a hurricane. Um, it's gonna be <laughs> right. really hard. Like riding a bike is hard, hard enough. Don't ask me how long it took me to learn to ride a bike. A long time, way longer <laughs> than should How have, long did but- it take? A long time, so do you know um, how a
1: quantity like weeks, months? I
0: did, it's, it's embarrassing, whatever Jesus is, right? Deliver <laughs> me from shame. So, I mean, I was probably <laughs> more, right, closer was to being a teenager than, yeah, and so, like, right, <laughs> yeah. and so, and, and because, like, and like, laugh at that, some of that too is I kept putting it off, and yeah, so it just sure. made it worse and worse, yeah. Um, you know, and so, in some ways, there's a little bit of like this man for some of us, maybe you're feeling that, like, keep putting it off and say, yeah. like, the beautiful thing. About Jesus is that he he's good, um yeah. and that he's gracious and merciful, yeah. Um, and so like today we can take steps. If maybe the the biggest thing in unpacking this is saying, in Jesus, I don't want to be reactive in the storms. Yeah. Um, I want to seek you. Um, I want to make those adjustments, and um, I know that's something anyone on staff would love to, yeah. have those conversations to help.
1: For sure. Now, I guess like as a quick aside, because I think it's super important to always like diagnose the problem. Yeah. <clears throat> You say, you know, people keep putting it off and you, you know, self deprecated, like, ah, you'd be laughing at me about how long it took me to learn how to ride a bike. And you said you just kept putting it off. Let's kind of ignore that for a second. Why do you think people put off the idea of reorganizing their priorities to focus on Mm -hmm. God? Like it's one of those like. What, yeah. uh, you know, I do not know why I do these things, but yeah. but I'm doing them. And people reorient their life around social activities and things that have zero mm-hmm. things to do with church, God, and their spiritual health. But they are slow to the process of organizing yeah. themselves around faith. Why do you think people do that? Yeah. Is there is there anything about us as people that cause us to do that?
0: Yeah, I think it's the this balance of like... Um, Right, we have a real enemy in this world For sure. um, that wants to pull us away from anything that is gonna draw us closer to to God and be honoring and worshipful of God. And I think with that too is that specifically, I think in our cultural context, we we are very like emotion filled and driven, or yeah. want like quick fixes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think what's hard is there's a lot of these things that like we don't even realize how much. Our minds are are hardwired for this like quick hits, yeah. And so it's really frustrating because the end of the day, like God is not a vending machine, yeah. And so, uh, but I think we may not even realize how deep some of that like false belief sure. about who God is runs. That we say, well, because I did this, and then this, all these things didn't instantly change. Mm-hmm. Um, Right. The the goal in right my faith is not that I become absent from the storms. Right. But that God is the God that sustains me through those storms. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a big difference. And that's why we looked to a lot of things, because it's this well, if I have right better jobs, so it's this has to it's gonna get removed and all this stuff, or right, yeah, better school district, better whatever, better better family, better sure. whatever, you know. And so like all these things that we run to. Instead of saying, right, God is the God who went, right? My, my faith and priorities is that, right? Jesus is good and he's worth following and that he's the God who sustains through. Um, and so it's it's hard. And I think mm-hmm. we don't like that. We're conditioned to, right, by nature, right? Like you said, like, I do what I don't want to do and what yeah. I don't want to do yeah, is what I do. It's, it's, and so we have all right. these things going against us, but I think it is. In our specific context, culturally, is we are running to these achieving things or these quick these quick hits yeah. um, instead of right pressing through and pressing into Jesus.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with all those points. I would even say, like the additional side as to why, like families, hmm. like larger yeah. groups, yeah. why they don't bother um, is because we're convinced in some way that. The burden of getting my family into a process, a new process, yeah. especially if you have younger kids. Yeah. Um. People don't want to bother other people, mm. uh, and the oh, weird, yeah. the weird thing about that is like, I think people don't give enough people in church enough credit, and vice versa. Mm. I think, um, it's it's a terrible cyclical problem. It's just like the people that want to pilot communities want want sometimes, unfortunately, they do it on their own terms, right? Um, and then the other side of that is that because there's been a history of people always like feeling like not even that they're not being accommodated for, but just because that they're a bother, they've been taught to believe that they're a bother. Now they've moved on into life and have kids and do all these things. And now it's like, man, not only is it me, it's all of my team and my whole family's coming into a spot where I just don't know that we can do it. And so, uh, you know, Christy Stevens would be a great person to say this out loud for, for moms, is to say yeah. that you've been taught to take a back seat, mm. but that's not the way that it should be. Yeah. Um, your faith to be as vibrant in your faith for the sake of your kids, your husband, all these things, is, is just as valuable as anybody else in your mm-hmm. family group. And similar fathers, children, and all these different people that can have this like, I'm counted out mentality – on how to get connected in community. Like you said, like this idea of like, you wouldn't wanna to try to ride a bike in a, in a hurricane. Yeah. Um. Why are we waiting until the worst case scenario to try and find it? And I think that as both Christ followers that are creating environments as much as there are like new Christ followers are ones that are new to communities. We just need to cut each other a lot more slack. Yeah. Lower the barrier to entry on how to get involved. Don't make complications more complicated. Like yeah. it is it is hard enough to have a family and try to go to dinner, yeah. much less go to yeah. a Bible study.
0: No, and that's and that's such a good world word, right? It's like this pendulum. So it's like it's not going to be learning to ride a bike in a hurricane, nor can we be expecting like the bike has to just stay on the shelf, yeah, and be all night and pray. And I think like that's some of that is it's this. I know my mess, yeah, and then combined with your mess yeah. right, and coming What's together, like? <laughs> it's it's like super messy and yeah. it's chaotic. And I think that's some of that we have to move. Right, Jesus didn't call us to just sit in the classrooms, mm-hmm. right? He called us to right to live life together, mm-hmm. and life is messy. And so that's such a good word of that, right? and cutting each other slack, it's that, no, we need to display, right? The grace sure. of Jesus to each other and recognize that our families are in different places. And like, let's let's do this journey together. And it is a journey. Um, and and so I think that is, it's like, if you're on a journey, there's gonna be the, right? The mountaintops and there's gonna be the valleys. For sure. There's gonna be the sunny days and there's gonna be the storms. And it's like, how do we press through together? Recognizing that Jesus sustains them, I'm not sustained by, um, how well I can deal with you, or vice versa. Right. It's no like if Jesus has called us, yeah, right, to do this, then then let's do it, and yeah. not just cop out and say because it's messy, we're not going to. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, that's such a good word, and um, yeah, it's just been so enjoyable just unpacking these and just needing to sit with this. And I think there's there's just so much, um, you know, that we could keep diving into, but you know, yeah. I think at the at the heart of it is this reality of, right. May our hearts be postured like Habakkuk here, where at the end of the day he says, "You know what? No matter what happens, right? Even if right the things in this world that we're looking to for provision or for comfort, even if they aren't there, right, we're going to rejoice in Jesus, in Jesus alone." Mm -hmm. Um, And so, may that be the posture of us at NCC or those that um, are getting connected here. That that's what we want to be about is about Jesus um, and pressing into to Him.
1: Absolutely. Great job, Matt. Well, it was great talking with you, man. Yeah. And uh, yeah. look forward to the next series we're doing yeah. this day, man.